1: Hello! Oh, and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Sadly, not joined by the other Dadly Boys of What Culture who are enjoying some well earned days off. So it's just me here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before I get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT. Two point oh. Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week. Complete we'll a quiz, of course, on wrestling culture. As I said, though, for now, though, just me looking ahead to AEW Dynamite tonight and all the fallout following Worlds. And thankfully, Michael Hamlet will be joining me to review Dynamite tomorrow. But yes, this is uh, coming days after AEW's Worlds End pay-per-view. Um, I didn't really get to see a lot of wrestling over the Christmas break, but one thing I did make sure I watched was this show. I have to say, I'm not going to really get to go through this you know, match by match. I'll no doubt get Hamlet's thoughts on the show tomorrow on the review, but I have to say, absolutely ecstatic that Eddie Kingston would the Continental Classic. Um, glad that Samoa Joe is now our new world champion, as gutted as I am for my best friend, MJF, but he can go away and hopefully recover from his multitude of injuries. And I have to say, I think people, many people, this will be the sort of first thing we're going to talk about looking ahead to Dynamite tonight. Many people have had their knives out for this devil storyline from very early on because it hasn't been executed perfectly, let's just say. But I I think in terms of the way that they pulled it off at the pay-per-view, I can't really have any complaints. I really like the fact that they went with Adam Cole as the devil. I know there was many other names being suggested Jungle Boy would have been funny, but I think this is the best way they could have possibly done it. I love the way that they revealed it. And I think the lineup of the Devil's henchmen is just so fascinating. You know, Wardlow obviously wanting to take down MJF, considering those two's history together. Roderick Strong, Taven, Bennett, arguably giving credence to the. Well, you know, all the stupid bollocks they were doing, it was all a thing to distract you from the fact that actually they were the henchmen of the devil, basically. I'm really intrigued to see how they follow this up tonight. Obviously, as I said, MJF presumably gone. I mean, I know some people (laughs) got very excited when he was gone from AEW's roster page. It's one of two things. It's probably not just an admin error, someone going, ah, we need to delete... MJF is world champion now and just have him as a regular roster member and they just got rid of him like they did with someone on the PWI 500 uh, last year and then forgot to put him back in as just a normal roster member. I think it's obviously to just feed into the whole bidding war of 2024 thing, but I don't think many people would uh, buy that he has jumped ship to WWE. And if he had, why would AEW feature him so heavily in the devil stuff? I know he was world champion, but considering history with considering his history with Adam Cole, it would be really weird to have Adam Cole betray him. Sort of, I mean, he, the, the delay he took in handing him the beautiful diamond ring kind of did cost him the match against Samoa Joe as well. So he sort of cost him the world title there. But yeah, the main thing is he's been screwing with MJF for, for such a long time. And, you know, Adam Cole was MJF's first, well, not first, but... I was, but, you know, a major friend of of, uh, MJF's. So if he was now just gone, and then he popped up in the Royal Rumble, that'd be really weird. So I think he's going to go away, people are going to speculate, and then he's going to make his triumphant return to confront uh, his former friend, the devil and the devil's henchmen. I don't know what Adam Cole does tonight. Does he target Samoa Joe, new world champion? I don't know. And if he doesn't do that... I'd love to know your thoughts on what he does do. Because it's not like MJF's got many other friends who are going to be like, well, I can't believe you did that to him. Maybe the acclaimed, maybe the acclaimed, actually. But they sort of did say, it's not very good for our health being friends with you. But at least they know now who did it, who put Anthony Bones through a glass window and all that sort of thing. So how they follow up, because you think about when um, MJF introduced the firm. I know there was a lot of other things going on around that show. But there didn't seem to be any real definitive idea as to, right, these group of people have come together to help this one person. What do we do next? I do hope that's going to be followed up on. And I do think it will be tonight. Um, but, yeah, Adam Cole. It'd be nice for him to sort of not necessarily lay it out and spell it out for, you know, every single moment that happened with the devil, but to to take us through his motivations and things like that and, you know, confirm people's suspicions around certain thing. You know, I remember the the bit where MJF was in the ring and like Adam Cole fit was sat in the ring with him, fiddled with something in his pocket and then the devil appeared. Is that something that was, you know, picked up on correctly by people? Um and I, I in a weird way, I do hope, and don't take this the wrong way, I do hope Adam Cole is legitimately injured because if he isn't, that does sort of undercut any Future injury storylines, whether real or kayfabe, um, and I, I think he is. I, I think you know the stuff that we saw uh, in the immediate aftermath of him getting injured with the, the X-rays and what have you. It just—it's a weird thing to add in. Um, and if you were going to do an injury storyline, you'd have Adam Cole get injured. In an attack or in a match, not jumping down from a ramp and seemingly just tweaking his ankle rather than exploding all the bones in his foot or whatever it was. But yeah, intrigued to see how Adam Cole, the devil, and his henchmen follow it up on tonight's AEW Dynamite. And another major hook for tonight's show is not just Samoa I'll get to Samoa Joe, trust me, in a bit. Not just new world champion Samoa Joe because, you know, it's a new year. It is a new world champion. But... A lot of people speculating whether tonight is the night. Finally, Mercedes Monet shows up in AEW. Uh, months and months and months of speculation about what her future holds, of course. She's had to recover from an injury herself. Uh, she was in the crowd at All In. And then, towards the end of last year, it seemed actually like she, be head- might, she might be heading back to the WWE. By all accounts, those negotiations of... Fallen through. There's always been communication between AEW and the former Sasha Banks. And yeah, if you want to make a statement, if you want to kick off 2024 the right way, AEW, I think having her appear, I mean, Andy was speculating as, as to her first match slash feud within AEW. Um, and I just, I really think you can hit the ground running with her, and you don't have to automatically just strap her up straight away. Timeless Tony Storm is doing great things. That Mariah May, who's also wrestling tonight, that Mariah May storyline needs time to breathe. You know, you can hold off past Revolution. You know, double or nothing, even or even all the way to to Wembley in the in the summer. Um, but yeah, strong suspicions that potentially tonight is finally and. It's one of those things where it's sod's law, I'll talk about this, and as I'm uploading this podcast, Tony Khan will drop a tweet teasing something for tonight's show, all, all but confirming it, basically, but nothing as of yet at time of recording, but I would not be surprised, I'd be very happy and very excited to see one mercedes Monet show up in AEW, and I hope this is the year... Um, that AW Women's Division gets the credit it deserves. They've got such incredible talent there. Uh, Jamie Hayter's obviously got to come back from injury. Chris Statland is just just awesome. Uh, you know my love for Willow Nightingale and the like. And, you know what's the future hold for Britt Baker in 2024? Thunder Rosa. You know the list goes on and on. Julia Hart obviously retained as well the uh, TBS Championship uh, at Worlds End. Maybe this is the year. We get two women's matches on Dynamite. We can but hope. Um, but sticking with the women's division, tonight is uh, Mariah May's in ring debut for AEW. I think looking on Cage Match, she last wrestled all the way back for stardom in September. Um, and they're doing this All About Eve storyline with a timeless Tony Storm. I, I would quite like her to have Tony Storm on commentary for this. Um, just to see the way that she reacts to Mariah May. For my sins, I don't know a great deal about Mariah May's in-ring work, but I am uh, assured by the likes of Andy Murray and and people far more knowledgeable on this sort of thing, that she is great. She's facing Queen Aminata, who's worked a bit on Dark, I believe, for AW in the past. It's a straightforward victory, of course, um, to establish Mariah May. And, yeah, Tony Storm, maybe watching her dominate someone like Queen Aminata and realising, ah... Really better keep her close and manipulate her even more than arguably she already has done. Leaning on the fact that she's such a fan, um, Mariah May, of Timeless Tony Storm. Um, and yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't pull the trigger on that feud just yet. I'd have um, Timeless Tony Storm rely upon, maybe not necessarily the help from Mariah May, but uh, yeah, keeping her close for the time being.
0: No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Speaking of title challenges, though, tonight we've got Swerve Strickland versus Daniel Garcia. I know Daniel Garcia has had this uh, amazing few weeks um, whilst we've been off um, winning matches on the pay-per-view, finally getting a win in the Continental Classic, etc. But tonight... He faces Swerve Strickland, and if 2023 wasn't already the year of Swerve, I think 2024 is set to be the year he has to have held the world title by the end of this year. And arguably, it's difficult because I think, I think bad faith people say, well, you can't have Swerve versus Joe for the title because they're both heels. And I think, are they? Joe is beloved wherever he goes. He didn't really do anything heelish beating MJF. He just was Joe and choke the life out of him so there's certainly a way you can present for me i'd have swerve go over daniel garcia um as he you know continues to try and break free from the constraints of you know what the js or whatever that situation is right now swerve has to win i i, I you know i'm going to talk about the rankings as well in a second but i would have swerve just dominate from from here on out um you know he, he had a great showing in the continental classic um, but he didn't win it, he didn't even make the final, um, so you need Swerve now to be the guy, arguably I might even, you know, if they, if they pull the trigger on, for example, Joe versus Swerve at Revolution, which is what, early March, if they don't do it earlier on like a TV special, I know they've done, is it Beach Break they did early last year, Um Although I would like to see Swerve win a title on pay-per-view rather than just on telly. I always think they feel bigger when you do that sort of thing. Uh, But yeah, I'd have Swerve continue his amazing run here. Um, Because AW has had a a bit of a checkered history of delaying striking while the iron's hot. Uh, To to counteract that argument as Swerve automatically being the number one contender for for Joe's title. Uh, And I've said you've got Cole there as well, who... Got his own history, uh, as, as Roderick Strong does, of course. With uh, and Wardlow, with Samoa Joe, um, you've also got Eddie Kingston. Now I know he's already got, got three belts uh, right now, um, but he is on a wave of momentum after winning the Continental Classic. Maybe he could be someone who steps up. Um, do you need to do uh, a, an interim challenger for the title before the pay per view? Possibly. It's a long way to go. It's it's. Two months, effectively. We're going to have to wait if you do something like that. But then again, I'm also of the opinion of, you know, when they used to do sort of obligatory first title defences, and you think, well, they're never going to drop the title. You know, I'm thinking of, like, in the women's division, and I love her, and I want to see more of her on telly this year. But whenever they used to be like, congratulations, you're the new babyface women's champion. Here's Nyla Rose. You know, it... Do we need to go through those motions again? And then to circle back to something I alluded to a little bit earlier on, is 2024 also the year that AEW kind of returns to more of a ranking system? They're never going to go back to what we had in the early days of AEW. It's, it's too late now. And arguably, the way the shows are structured, you know, they, they used to be able to, on dark and dark elevation, pad some people's records to get them back up there. Now, especially with the talent they've got, you know, it was hard enough, and there was enough complaints about the Continental Classic about, well, why, why isn't Mark Briscoe winning more than one match in the Continental Classic, for example? It's difficult to to justify it, but some semblance of, and you, you, he was completely vindicated, Tony Khan, in the in the Continental Classic by reiterating how much wins and losses matter. Every match you watched, aside from the, you know, the 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 throwaway ones where you thought, well, you know, no offense, Jay Lethal's not going to win this one. Um, Every match had stakes. Every match mattered to fans. And I think, I hope Tony Khan will have realized with that, maybe it's time to to return to that. Now, I, I've, you know, I sound like a broken record here, and I, I promise we're going to try and talk about some new talking points as we talk about AEW in 2024 and be more bloody positive. I promise. I'll try. Um, but I want, I want a, a slight similarity to, uh, for example, like the UFC rankings. What I mean by that is, you do not have to be number one in the rankings to get a title shot. It makes a lot of sense, and you're not going to pick someone every week who's like nine, ten, seven, whatever you want in the rankings. But I always remember when you used to look at, I used to look at UFC rankings, for example, and you think, okay, whoever's fourth in the rankings there, and it's very different, obviously, because they don't work as regularly as wrestlers do, but... Whoever's fourth in there, maybe they get one more victory and they get a title shot. But sometimes, even MMA, even in the you know in the weird world of of cage fighting, if there was an inbuilt story there, you'd go right, yeah. Arguably, number one contender should be the number one contender. But what a story it is that so and so and so and so have got, or so and so's got with the champion, or the history that oh they fought before, whatever it may be that have got them a claim to that. But you have to get high enough in the rankings to justify that. You can't just come in and be like, well, three years ago I did this, so I'd quite fancy a title shot. And the same applies to the women, by the way. As much as I love Willow Nightingale, and this is not her fault, how many title shots or, 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 or title eliminators did just get thrown together for the sake of it? I think, you know, I want to see AW return to that, and I hope they do. I think that they will have learned from the way people receive the Continental Classic. Uh, and sticking with titles, by the way, there is a title match set for tonight. The international title it is Orange Cassidy uh, versus Dante Martin. This should just be awesome, shouldn't it? Like Great to see Dante Martin back in the ring. Um, great to see, you know, Top Flight reunited. It's been so unlucky uh, for the last few years, the two of them, um, with, with injuries and what have you. And I still think, obviously, Orange Casty will retain. Um, but, God, it's going to be a load of fun. God, I'm just really excited to get back, get back into watching weekly television, uh, weekly wrestling television. I said I took a break from it over Christmas, um, aside from keeping up with World's End. And now I'm like... Yes, give me more title matches, give me some more more mad combinations of people. And I think Dante Martin and Orange Cassidy styles should really complement each other. And uh, as much as I think Dante Martin will have another great showcase here, unfortunately, I don't see him taking the title away from Orange Cassidy. One final thing to talk about ahead of uh, tonight's show, (laughs) and that is now two-time TNT champion Christian Cage. He is a uh, planning a 2024 State of the Union address on tonight's show. What could possibly go wrong here? Spoilers, although I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't watched World's End. Adam Copeland defeated Christian Cage for the TNT title at World's End. But then in the immediate celebrations afterwards, whilst... The prodigy Nick Wayne was dousing his back and Christian Cage was licking his wounds. Killswitch slid in and jumped Adam Copeland because, of course, on the kickoff, buy-in, whatever we're bloody calling it, zero hour, he'd won that um, title shot for the TNT title. Um, I think last eliminating Trent from the Battle Royal, if I'm not mistaken. So Killswitch attacks Adam Copeland, lays him out. He's got him beat, basically, and he he pulls the contract out or he picks up the thing that they've got it in. He's going to hand it to the referee. And bloody Christian Cage slides in and goes, give it to me. And Killswitch is like, come on, mate. I've worked for this. And then Christian Cage whispers something into Killswitch's ear. The question is, what has he got over Killswitch? Because he's had at least two occasions now where Killswitch could have gone, you know what? Bollocks to this. Bollocks to you. You can have your little prodigy. You can have Nick Wayne's mom. But I'm out here, Okay you just keep, you know, having a go at me, blaming everything on me, and now you're taking this title shot away from me. And yet he just kowtowed to, to Christian. He handed him the contract, who immediately signed it, speared Adam Copeland, and regained the TNT title. Will it tonight be the moment that kill switch snaps? Uh, will it just be a continuation? Will Adam Copeland say, I, I know we've fought twice now, well, three times technically, but... Uh, I will not stop until I take this title away from you and, and break up this weird family dynamic that you've got going on right now. Um, but I've no doubt Christian Cage is going to be, prior to all that happening, a massive bell bellend, um, probably with some really uncouth jibes at people. The-
0: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: The the, the the city that they're in, whatever it may be, like, I'm just really looking forward to getting back to watching AEW um, and them. Yeah, utilising the springboard of World's End to, to kickstart this year. But let me know your thoughts on the matches and the, the fallout from World's End on X at what Culture WWE. You can follow me on there at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your from, uh, for daily wrestling podcasts, the NXT review. Just me going delirious in a room by myself and Adam Nicholas uh, occasionally chipping in and just watching that spiral happen, basically. That's available right now, as well as uh, on our YouTube. YouTube channel, What Culture Wrestling Podcast. Thankfully tomorrow I will be joined by another one of the Dadley Boys. Michael Hamlet will be here to review AEW Dynamite with me. But for now, this has been the Dynamite Preview. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you soon.